Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. This is a big one. Eric Weinstein coming in to talk about UFOs and also a bunch of other shit. Does he believe in it? Does he not? What did he find out? Wowza. Got some highlights. Highlights for Eric. Uh, Secret groups keep inviting him out to learn about some top secret shit, but not following through. And they're reaching out to other people, such as Sam Harris. Also, if these UAVs are real, they probably are not from here. Because we would be able to figure out where all the top scientists are grouped together and all working. Or maybe they were working remotely. So maybe it's harder. And why are they not working anywhere together that we know of? They -hmm. should be, right? What are highlights you got, Toddly? (sighs) There's a lot here, but the difference between 1973 and 2023 is really just being computers. That was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus our screens and the style changes of buildings or clothing or whatever. Yeah, like technological advancement has not been as significant as we think. Other than TVs computers, have maybe? got flatter. <laughs> um, talking about people walking around being disassociated every day. Um, you know, no one's talking about real stuff. The U.S., Government and our media is not giving us any basic knowledge of what's going on. That was a huge, huge talking point there. And there was a mixed period of physicists from 1953 to 73. I think he called them the cowboy, it was called cowboy science. Um, You know, they were being researched and they were doing research and being funded at this time from our government. And apparently, according to Eric Weinstein, it it got kind of cut off in 73, but it was interesting to see how different and all of these theories of rev- relativity, other than that, a lot of the stuff that they had talked about was stuff we don't understand, but is now coming back into, you know, phys- physicists are starting to talk about those things from 73. It's almost like it's been stagnant since 73. So that was interesting. they were cowboys thinking outside the box, well, doing wacky stuff. Yeah, and then... You know, we need to fund these people. I think that was Eric's biggest point, so let's get into it. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Would you say this is the best UFO podcast we've had or the worst or the whatever it is? I think this was more about um, science and mathematics and theories and physics, right? theories basically i mean a a lot of what weinstein talked about is we're stuck with the theory of relativity and obviously we're both not scientists but you went to school yeah but i didn't do a lot of physics okay but 
you're you're well versed I've in this compared like to me. Two documentaries on Einstein's theory of relativity while eating potato chips and going, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Right. So none of us really know what we're talking about when it comes to these Let's kind of things. Clear. Let's be clear. But I have already started going down the rabbit hole looking into you know, successor theory and the Casimir effect and, you know, cowboy uh, science from the 60s and why it was defunded. I mean, there was so much stuff that Weinstein got into and the guy just seems genuine. I mean, gosh, how many times did he say, I don't even care about making money anymore. I just want to save the planet. I mean, this guy is freaking out mm-hmm. and he's freaking out because he's, he's walking around going, why am I the only one freaking out? Everyone wants to go get their groceries and talk about how, you know, what happened on Netflix, but we are at a, I mean, doomsday is nearing, right? Yeah. And it, it made me a little bit, uh, it, it, was a, it was a shocker for sure because we're all, we're all kind of doing this thing where we forget about what's going on with the world, and this was a bit of a wake-up call podcast for me. Yeah, do you think that you can maybe be too smart for your own good sometimes? I don't know what what that's like, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I can, but you hear some of these smart people, and you're just like, "This sounds like a real headache for you." Honestly, I think the coolest thing that was mentioned was that if we all come together in more of a reasonable kind of just love for each other, right? Instead of this hatred. The hatred is what's stopping us, is this is keeping this stagnant. Dude, it's too early for that hippie no? shit in this podcast. You don't want me to get into it I yet? like it. That's like a nice he send off. He said that off. at the end. He said it but at the yeah, end. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we got to get into the, the mix here. Okay. So let's start with what he first was talking about, was that the difference between 1902 and 52, right? So the difference in those 50 years mm-hmm. is like 10,000 years of of difference in technology. Well, right? in in theoretical understanding of chemistry, physics, mathematics, those sorts of things. Right. We made some huge jumps. Leaps. We went yeah, from like Newton Neutronian physics to Einstein to string theory. Right. And then from 1973, so from that, we've been chill until now seems to be pretty stagnant now. He gave us a few ideas of why that is. A lot of it, I think, from what I could tell, was that research is not being funded for people who just want to talk about things that they don't really understand. They're just trying to make sense of something other than the theory of relativity, trying to make sense of quantum physics, trying to make sense of particle theory, right? Going off on different mathematical theories and look again we're not scientists here we're not mathematicians but from what i could tell the funding has gone downhill and there's really these elite people that are controlling things which makes kind of makes sense it's well, sad, like, I sad mean, but the, true the, the struggle is when you look at it all like you could say oh yeah we got way better technology and in a way we do and i've only ever thought of it this way I, until he said it on this podcast, I didn't really ever think, like, actually, how much further has it come? So, smartphone's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's a, seems like a leap to me, you know, 
as like a dummy that just is like watching things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, computers have got better, which he's talked about. Like, yeah, they're they're better, the processing power, the rest of it. Um, you know, if you're thinking of like jets and stuff, I don't know much about them, but that's like the peak of military, right? Have they got that much faster? I mean, we had jets. I, I think know. World War II had the first jet. I'm sure they are better, but like how much better? The big thing to me is, yeah, we went to the moon in the 60s and 70s, and we haven't been back. And so many people's argument against that is like, oh, there's not a lot to find up there. Yeah, okay. We should still be going there. But like, right? If but if technology was still advancing, like what do we put our rocket technology towards? Just launching satellites right next to Earth? That doesn't seem like a good use of an advanced technology if we're like think about it 50 years on. 50 years. It's like we're stuck. That makes sense that we're stuck. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Isn't that because the people running our world are extremely rich and they're becoming more rich by the freaking millions and billions every day by just fighting war and, and contracting out war and staying at war? And controlling things again. All right, I, I love to lean into the conspiracy theory on everything because it's the most fun. Let's not it's forget fun. how fun it is. However, isn't there some advantage that you would think? Like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this: there's enough money out there that we could allocate, you know, enough. Because even if you look at like scientific research, it doesn't, it doesn't really cut into – I'm sure the NFL's budget is bigger, and that's just e entertainment. Yeah. So couldn't we still be allocating enough to these things that are like, yeah, space travel. Let's keep this going. That's wild. Maybe there's something up there. Yeah, Maybe there's a new asteroid we could hit or we could find – they're already talking about asteroids with all these minerals on. Wouldn't that be worth it? I feel so. like something heavier is stopping us from doing this. Well, and what is the reason? Why are they contacting Mr. Weinstein and telling him? He's, he claims for the last three years mm -hmm. they've been contacting him. And when I say they, somebody, high-level government official, whoever that is, he didn't say who, has been contacting him and saying, hey, we have this... We have these um, things that we can't tell people about, but we want you to know about them. We're going to pick you up at an undisclosed location. We're going to blindfold you, and we're going to take you somewhere where it's going to blow your freaking mind. What you see is going to change your life. And they've been telling him this. They've been bluffing for three years. Why? What's the point? Are they just trying to keep him quiet? I, I don't know. He, he didn't really get into why he thinks that they would keep doing that. He just thinks that it's not... He, he was contradicting himself, wasn't he? I, I don't – I mean, that one is like – it almost is like credibility in the zeitgeist of conspiracy theories, right? He's like he's on the list of guys they may be pulling in to get this information, right? Yet they haven't shown him anything. They haven't showed up. Right. They did the same thing with <laughs> Sam Harris. But yeah. I'm telling you what, dude. 
If somebody gave me a million dollars and they were like, right, fuck with Todd. <laughs> you know? What would you do? I and and I was just like, I would just hire a group of people that look like the men in black to send you some like odd covert messages. You know, maybe an email, something on the DL, like you can't talk about this. This is real big. Have you signed some contracts that you can't possibly read or make sense of? And let's be fair, we can't make sense of the fucking iTunes agreement that we all sign anyway. Mm. So that wouldn't be that unusual. And under the guise of like, I'm going to take you to this place and show you private jet, right? You can do that for fucking $15,000. That's nothing when I got a million dollars to play with. And I send you to some place. You just rent out a bunker, whatever. I don't want to take a lot away from what he was saying. But like because he said nothing about who it was, it's like you, you, you could trick someone at a lot of different levels. Why are they tricking him though? I don't know. Right. That's, I don't know. All I'm saying is, like, I, I don't know what that means to me that he yeah. said that he could go to this place mm-hmm. that he was not clear about. It. What was strange to me is it seemed like this was going to be a real big deal podcast. And it, and it was. It was very interesting. It was absolutely mind-blowing, some of the just talks that he was – I mean, just – basically the theories that he was going over and the reasoning for those things not being pursued. And it, I mean, a lot of it, like I said, had, had to do with mathematics and physics. It, they really didn't go into UFOs, which is what I was hoping for, but it seemed contradicting to me, contradictory to hear him say, I want to be on this podcast because I do believe in UFOs now, but then his only reason for believing in UFOs was because he called it like sober people, sober smart people. There's been so many stories from sober smart people that have talked to me and have had similar interactions with the unknown, right? Whether it was they were contacted from these people or entities and regardless of whether or not it's true, he now believes that these stories are true because he's heard it so many times from so many smart people. I think part of the problem is what he was talking about with ambiguities, right? So, you know, I think he was giving the example of Sam Harris uh, making some of his points, and he's like, look, there's like six to eight or four to six degrees of separation, You know, he gave the example of, like, different cars, different times, different hotels that you could leave from, arrive from, go to, stay in. And this is how we're, like, gathering our information. Because we're not getting enough truth through the media, or at least clear enough, right? He -hmm. gave the example of, like, the Palestine thing in Ohio. There's pollution there. How bad it is. What is it? Is it terrible? Is it not a big deal? Is it going to wash out? It's like nothing is clear. And then you add one or two levels of confusion on top of that. And it's almost like no one can make any decisions based on it. Yeah, well, we don't know what's true and what's not because we're not getting accurate accounts of what's actually happening. And people are just dismissive, right? People are just like, oh, that's just the way it is. 
no one's getting upset enough to make a change in my mind. Right? People are getting upset, dude. Yeah, but it I mean it's But is it's it focused? Happening. You know, in a way, what's a good way of dealing with an upset crowd? How about scatter them and have them upset about ten different things? Then they just fight amongst themselves. Well, didn't he say he he thought that ninety percent, right? What did he say? He said ninety percent no. Rogan asked Weinstein if the if uh, the U.S. has technology be- beyond the cur- current understanding of the mass, right? Straight up, do we have this technology that's beyond our understanding? And Weinstein responds by saying ninety percent no. Yeah, because it's very hard to imagine physicists physicists. Uh, continuing to work on nothing for their entire career. Well, but that's a big revelation. And even though it's not the one we wanted in the sense of being the fun explorers that we are, it it wasn't like the, you know, silver bullet of like, oh, I looked into it. This is what it is. It comes from the ocean. Here's an alien. Here's a high-def picture. And he they're just telling, said, they're saying that that they have high def pictures. Oh so no, they're no, telling him that. Yeah, yeah, but he's that's not the point of why he came into this, right? The point of why he came into this is to look at it. And I thought the way he broke it down, where he's like, okay, how would you do this if they can do if this UAV can do what they're saying, right? And remember, he's super fucking smart, so yeah. he's like probably without understanding all the ways they could do it because he's just watching. He's like, they would need to know this thing, this thing, and this thing. And he lists it on the podcast, you know? So listen to it. I didn't take notes of it because that's like, you know, I'm not going to do that. But you need a gravitational person. You need like all these different specialties. Well, he and others can find out where all of the best people in this world are when it comes to this what universities they're at, where they live, or the rest of it. Mm-hmm. If we were, like, making this stuff, all of these people would move to that place. You would think so. Well, you know, I can't imagine that this wouldn't be important enough to just have them not working remotely, let's be honest. And it doesn't seem like they're going to this area. They don't seem to be talking to each other, that's for sure. So that was a, yeah, that was a really intelligent way of like breaking down how you would assess whether these programs are put together. I mean, he brought up the Manhattan Project. You know, back in the 40s, if you wanted to know if people were working on the nuclear bomb, the atom bomb, Mm-hmm. You'd be like, all right, who are the top people in this, you know, area of study? And where the fuck are they? Well, they were all in one similar place. And it would make sense because that's how you would do this. That, to me, is super reasonable. Right. And, and, and- Okay, so so that's nice because that kind of, like, knocks out, at least for now, in the area of, like, fun play that we're trying to, like, figure this thing out. <laughs> As like, you know, average podcast listeners. Like that knocks out the nonsense that we're making it. But why are they, why now? Is it is it to keep us from talking about what's happening with Russia and Ukraine? Is that why they're bringing it up now? Because before, like what, two years ago, I, I remember, or maybe it's longer than that now, when Biden came into office, we all thought he was going to, 
tell us, or even when Trump came into office, we thought that we were going to hear more about UFOs, right? Like he was going to declassify stuff, right? That was a Trump thing, was it not? Or was that a Biden thing? I Excuse me know. for not remembering. But within, since Obama, there's been talk of it finally coming out. Like somebody's going to tell us what's happening. And now they're starting to, but why? Because according to Weinstein, he doesn't think it's actually a real thing. And I'm going to trust this guy. And I also, let's-, let's Wait, what do you mean by not a real thing? That these things we're seeing are not real? None of this is happening? No, I think I think what we're seeing is real. I think that the government is covering up something. But according to Weinstein, he doesn't. he's not thinking that. He doesn't think they're covering up something. He thinks it's bullshit, right? Did you not get that from this podcast? No, we're not making it. We're not making these things. We don't have the technology for it. Right, okay, so, so he does think it's real. Well, no, but he's we're just not saying we it. don't make it. We don't make it. Okay. And if we're not making it, then how are they doing this, right? So mm -hmm. it's more of a thought experiment. I think mm -hmm. that's why it wasn't anything like, you know, concrete. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, he's just, he's looking at things in the way of, of like a mathematician and a scientist. He's just eliminating variables. He's like, we're not making it. No way. As far as I can tell, we'd have teams in the right places. It doesn't make sense. The jump is too big. We can only be so many years ahead of where we are, and mm -hmm. what they're reporting is way too far. So if that's the case, they're using different science that we don't understand. So what he seemed to have done, which is something that most of everyone can't do, is delve back into the physics and math and science of this all and said, well, then what could they be using? What else is there? What are the limits of these theorems? How far do they go? You know? And then he's talking about like dark chemistry and, and like different levels of dimensions of time and space and manipulating them. Now, again, Rogan kept bringing up, like, hey, hey, how could we build this? And I get it. That's what I wanted to hear, too. Yeah, right. But in a sense, you know, it kind of makes sense that he didn't, I think. You know, even though I wanted to know that, too. Great question, Joe. Thanks for asking that. I hope that he had it. <laughs> but how the fuck could he? He can't invent these things. Dude, even at the end, even at the end, Rogan's like, uh, so you ranted for like four and a half hours and we didn't get any closer to the UFO question at all. But it's but thanks for coming on. It's too heavy. <laughs> and you know what? It you know, props to Joe for like uh, what's he supposed to do? He's supposed to find the fucking smartest people he can to examine this. And this is as close as maybe we can get. We, we, but it also tells us something. It tells us that we're not that close to it, right? And w even when they gave the example of like, okay, so nuclear bombs, you know, what What did he call that island off of India? Uh, um, what was that? Come on. Come no, on. Is there, there was like, there's like 37 people living there or something. Yeah, well, like 3,000, I'm not sure. And it is, shoot, my dude. Damn it, brain. Come on. Well, let's get well, the, while Oh, Centalese. Mm. Is that? Yeah, Centalese. So it's like this small island, and 
It's barely been touched. India protects it. So along with that, and no one can go there. And if you go there, they probably kill you, and they are just not connected to the rest of humanity. So extrapolate that out into, like, space travel. And, you know, the same nation, you know, or galactic, you know, alien organization has said (laughs) Earth is off limits. We protect them. They're a little island in our sector, and you can't go there, and they just are allowed to be the way they are, nice and basic. Like, we already have an example of this. At what point do we intervene? And he brings up, well, is it when they make radio waves? Like, when this island starts to reach out and say, hey, is there anyone else out there? Do us as earthlings or, like, you know, India's population say, yeah, we should probably chat with them now. They made radio. Hmm. Like, they're reaching out. They're asking if anyone's out there. It's only fair that we say hi. Or do we wait until, you know, they start making planes that can go fast and shoot missiles or drop a nuke? I mean, guaranteed we'd fucking intervene if they made a nuclear missile. Now, they're a long way from it, but it's like it's the point that makes sense. Okay. So here we are as Earth making these nukes, and then that is the rise in, um, in UFO. Seeing, in seeing these entities, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Which how close sense. do we – could we get closer to just destroying ourselves than that? If these entities that are coming here, though, if they are, and I, I believe that they are, if they can, if they have so much power and they're so much smarter than us, right? Like we, there's been talks of them, what, getting rid of or, or like turning down the base station of in up in Great Falls, like, right? The uh-huh. the nuclear, turn them off. They turned it off, right? That's happened in several locations, right? Yeah, just stories, but you know they were reported. Sounds legit. So <clears throat> if Weinstein is so scared of the world ending over our stupidity and fighting each other with nuclear disaster, you would think, I mean, at least I'm thinking now that it, it seems to me that if, if there's these other entities out there that have already been coming here a lot more frequently since we've you know, created a nuclear bomb. I have faith in these other entities stopping that. Let's go. Help Why? us out. Help us out, aliens. Why, Why, would wouldn't, you? Why wouldn't they? All right. But like... If they're so much smarter, they don't want to see our world go to shit. Help okay. us out. But not to be on like the bad end of conspiracy theories, but like yeah. we haven't made sure every animal didn't get extinct because of us. Yeah. We probably wipe some out accidentally or maybe on purpose. And also we've studied some, right? So we've studied some. Are we just going to assume that they're here just to study us and make sure we don't wipe ourselves out? Well, who's to say that they're not that they haven't been studying us from day one? The only thing about that that gets me is that we have 
developed language. Now, maybe I'm giving us too much credit for how well we communicate. Because to be fair, we can't communicate well with any other species, Mm -hmm. right? But if they're so fucking advanced, you're telling me they can't figure out an alphabet just to be like, hey, guys, just so you know. I mean, if we could talk directly to a dolphin, we'd do it. We'd sit there and talk to them and be like, what are you guys up to? What are you, what are you doing down there? What's going on? We would love this. Yet the aliens come down and we just think that because we're just, you know, cockroaches to their level of intelligence, mm-hmm. that all they're doing is making sure we don't blow ourselves up. Maybe. Why would they give a fuck? Well, why are why are they coming here in droves ever since we developed the atomic bomb? Ass- Ac- according to sightings. According to sightings. Yeah, let's not get sued by aliens. Oh, man. I, look, there was so much that was talked about that I didn't understand, right? Like the 14 dimension Dude, manifold. How much like, did almost anyone understand? Honestly. How smart do you need to be to like <clears throat> Get twenty percent of this guy. So it's it's interesting to think about how there's a multi-dimensional world, and he kept bringing up the tape versus the record, right? Like you could hear one song, and I I didn't fully understand how he, he was trying to do it in layman's terms, and it still like fell a little short for me. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to say like you could have one song playing at one time, but it could be also be playing at the same time. Somewhere else, right? Wasn't that what he was talking about with these different dimensions of time and space? Now, we as humans do not understand because we've never experienced that and no one has ever really explained it. Like, there's talks in uh, with physicists of like something happening at the same time, right? Like, an electron could be doing the same thing in different spots, right? Yeah. Well, okay. time cannot be just linear. Right. It could be like circular or a whirlpool. <clears throat> but, and and again, that has been proven, correct? They have math for it. I mean, I don't know what that means, but yeah, so possibly. Weinstein clearly feels this way, and he kept talking about this 14-dimension manifold, which I try to look up, and I just want to give props to DuckDuckGo really quick because... I tried to look up a few things about um, what he was saying earlier uh, of Mike Mansfield, who was a Montana politician uh, back in the 50s, I believe, who basically defunded this these rogue scientists. But I'll get into that in a second. What I was trying to say is that we do not have an understanding beyond what we know in this realm that we're in. So other beings that we have seen or not seen we don't really know we there's theories of you know aliens coming here some people have experienced it and are very adamant about hey i was abducted this and that those beings are working on an entirely different plane of physics than us and we cannot understand that so it's beyond our comprehension and that, to me, was what was so wild about this talk. Is he's like, dude, we can't understand it because we've never, we've never been there. 
But in my mind, just being on this earth sitting with you right now is so crazy that how could we not think that there's other worlds out there, there's other physics out there? Like, we're dumb. Even this guy is so freaking smart, but most people are so dumb. We can't, we can't theorize these kind of things. We can't even understand no, we, them. We just we, want to go get groceries and feed our kids. We're not really designed to think beyond our planet. But that was a big point he, made, he like brought up. He's like, listen, there's either one way of traveling, which is like fossil fuels and jet setting ourselves out there. Right. But and we said what? But we've done the math. It doesn't work. Yeah, it was like 100,000 years to get to the first star. Yeah, we're not going to colonize Mars, you know? It's just like we kind of could. Well, not with the technology that we had, that we have right now. Correct, right? So right. this is kind of what he's saying. He's yeah. like, there's either something else and with the kind of lack of innovation and supporting these rogue scientists – it's like not to say that there's a difference between good and great scientists. Good scientists are good. They're really fucking good at doing the equations. And then they follow the rules. Yeah. Rules are a big part of science and math. You got to follow them. In physics, you got to follow the rules. This is, this is like the foundation for how it works. And then you get the few that need to be supported to think like way outside of the box, right? right? You could look at these folks as like the comedians of, you know, their perspective. Fields. F exactly. Yeah. Though that's wild. Well, That's a wild world because some of them are going to say crazy shit, but that's how you get, you know, a Watson and Crick finding DNA, just like he said. Mm -hmm. Well, and he, yeah, he mentioned that the helix, you know, was it Watson or Crick that came up with that or both of them? But the Both of them, the double helix. But the, this other lady who was actually smarter than they were yeah, just was more rigid in her thinking. And maybe poor thing was like, you know, housed in because of the, you know, financial structures that supported her way of thinking. And it didn't lead her to that spot. Now, that, that's always going to happen over and over. But the people that think outside that box should be supported. Yeah. And I, I, he mentioned this several times that back in the 50s and 60s, those people were supported. And they were going into deprivation tanks and they're taking LSD and they were thinking beyond, you know, the theory of relativity and coming up with new ideas and anti-gravity theories and all these things that were supported back then, 50, 60, 70 years ago. And then, according to Feinstein, they were talking about, he, he mentioned that, that Mike Mansfield of Montana, and I looked into this because we live in Montana, um, he stopped funding this cowboy science, as he called it. And they started this trajectory of we're only going to fund things that have a clear, um, that basically have a clear like end, right? Like, yeah, this is the thing we want to do. This is how we're going to get to it. And it was more precise. It's got to sit in our like, you know, more closed down structure. It, it was in a funding. funnel. It was in a funnel. Yeah, right. It's like this. This is the idea we need to come up with. This is the answer we're trying to get to. And so let's you brought this there. up a few times. What do you think is the solution around this? 
do you, you know, between me and you, do you think that it would be better to insist that we get the smartest fucking people together and then we don't force them, but we encourage them to just be like, all right, guys, you're about as smart as it gets. Who wants to do some psychedelics and who wants to do some, you know, isolation chambers? <laughs> and not everyone has to. We can't force them into it because God bless them. They're individuals. They get to choose for themselves. But if we just encourage, we're like, look, we've made you as smart as we can, mm. right? You take someone like a, a Weinstein and you're just like, all right, that's this guy's smart. Is there anything else we can do to help you out? We're just throwing it out there. Well, look, Neil deGrasse is scared of psychedelics, okay? And I'm not Come saying- Come on, Neil. I'm, you're a wrestler. You're strong. No way did I- love you. <clears throat> no way am I saying- He's a legend. Psychedelics are the answer. What is the answer, in my mind, is going off on research that doesn't make sense, that's completely different than what we've been doing in order to come up with new ideas. That's okay, the point so, of science. So we put- a committee together where, yeah, where we get, is this committee? Well, let's just say we get like the smartest 10 people in their field, right? We could vote on that. And I say we, not us, but like people in their field could vote on it. Let's hope that they pick, you know, the 10 best mathematicians and physicists and whatever else, chemists, whatever. And then they bring in some, who knows? Some conspiracy theorists, some people that think way outside of the like their realm of thinking, and then they just get into it. And and assuming that they don't have too many biases, you know, they actually like debate this. They talk about it, right? And it's not to come in and be like, "Well, you guys are clearly idiots," but it's like they come in and they're like, "Hey, we'll listen to this. How about we apply some of our thinking to these wacky ideas and see where it goes." Well, maybe they're already doing it, and we just don't know. But doesn't sound like it, dude. Seems That's the to point me of this. Like Weinstein was adamant about getting the smartest minds together, and why are we not getting the smartest minds together? I mean, they but they're doing it. They do. They do that. They're always doing it. They already okay. Think about it. They're already all at universities together. Yeah, but the universities are not funding. I mean, he talked about this several times, all the way back to Robert Maxwell. He's talking about Gazane Maxwell's dad funding, you know, making a shit ton of money off of these scientific journals back in the 60s and 70s. I mean, most of his money came from these scientific journals mm. and peer-reviewed journals, and he was saying that that was taking away from these rogue scientists that were actually trying to come up with new theories. And that got squashed because universities were like, no, we're going we're gonna to go a different route. We're going to do peer reviews and we're going to stay in this funnel and we're going to be fucking, you know, well, that's slightly, we're going to be good scientists. But that's slightly different than what you're saying. You're saying, why aren't we bringing them together? It sounds like they're being brought together, but they're not being incentivized to think in a, a specific way. It's almost like the funding is what could increase their thinking away from this like particular narrative that's being thrown down, well, which isn't creating new innovation. According to Weinstein, 
it sounds to me, and again, this is very new. This is one podcast I've listened to about this stuff that has got me thinking a lot about why are these things not getting funded? It's because, again, according to Weinstein, they don't want to fund crazy theories that don't make sense. They don't want to fund rogue scientists. They don't want to fund outside the the box type ideas. They're very set in their own ways and they're thinking rel- theory of relativity is the answer and we have to stick to that because that's the that's our answer. Einstein was the best. And how about this Ed Witten guy, dude? How crazy was that dude? Yeah. What was up with that guy? I don't know. Everyone's scared of this guy. Even Weinstein's scared of him. What is he, 73 years old now? And Well, he sounds smart as fuck. If nobody wants to debate him because his ideas are like so out there and you know, exact to where he can just slam you to the ground. Like he's the John Jones of <laughs> all things mathematics and physics. I mean, yeah, that's a force to be reckoned with. Well, he straight up said, stop being pussies. He said that. Come on, scientists, stop being pussies. Mm. This, these are not my words. I'm paraphrasing here. Love that. He straight up said that. So, what, yeah, like, take some risks. Why, why are they scared? Is it because there's not enough funding? They don't want to lose funding? I mean, that is stopping science from happening. If you're going to stop funding people who are trying to come up with new theories, that is a problem. But it's so expensive. So where does this money come from? Like the government's running out of money. They can't afford it. Um, so where does it come from? Private sector? I mean, I, they're I just think... not throwing money at wacky ideas. Okay, well, Elon, come on. Somebody with right. money. Let's privatize it then. Oh, shout out to Elon. Just became richest guy in the world again. Okay, so there you well go. Well done. So Elon, start funding wacky scientists who want to sit in echo chambers. Or dude, excuse me, in, in dude, not in echo people chambers. People are already in, so mad at him. Do you think that he can start to do that? I, I don't think he would give a fuck. But if I was his publicist, I'd be like, all right, bro, just uh, focus on the cars. You're doing enough. Plus getting on Mars. All right, so Weinstein and Elon need to talk. He actually <laughs> threw it out there. Uh-huh. He said, why aren't we talking? He straight up said that. Yeah. We, we, we know a lot of the same people. Why aren't, why aren't they talking? He clearly wants to meet him. And also... Joe could set that up. Sounds like Lazar and Weinstein are going to get on the pod together. Dude, so hopefully that happens. That will be the greatest Come podcast on. of all time. Come on. I mean, I think that, okay, so there's a lot, like, it's, for the people that have looked into that, you know, and it's not me, obviously, but, like, the people that have followed the Bob Lazar thing, you know, clearly he has a solid science background, but could Brett see a crack in that armor, or would it only... Uh, support the case. I mean, if they both I got mean, into Eric, it, Eric, yeah. not Brett. Oh, sorry, yeah. Eric. That's yeah. his brother. Yeah. If if that was like the conversation, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, this dude clearly knows what he's talking about to the best of Eric's understanding." Wow. I mean, has he has? You know, Bob sat down and kind of debated that across the table with 
a legit scientist? I don't know. But he should if he hasn't. Do you think he would come on? I mean, he was super nervous when he went on Rogan the first time. I mean, why? I felt like Weinstein was nervous during this podcast. Well, I mean, you know, he's a nerdy that, guy. He's doing yeah, his the best. Stuff he was saying. I mean, I, don't you think he? There's no way he hasn't been contacted by somebody at a federal level after that podcast. Well, came dude, out. he didn't sign. Um, you know, Kanye's oh. NDA. <laughs> Right. So right, right. he's not doing many people's. The fact that he and Kanye have like for at least a short amount of time had a relationship is pretty fascinating. Like that is the most unlikely group of people. When you're talking about like Rogan's reach, like just just blank the slate on all things Rogan's ever done. And to think that Rogan somehow – you know, was able to, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was like through him that he was able to bring Eric and and, and Kanye, Kanye together. together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about as absurd of a meetup as is that it could exist. But again, I mean, I think he and they came, had a lot of respect for each other well, for a period of time. He he came up with a pretty good uh, assumption of what he thinks Kanye is, and that is, you know, the, if you're if we're going to go by character, he said the, this guy is a beautiful, creative, understanding, amazing human that just has mental health problem, mm-hmm. you know? And Rogan couldn't agree more. I mean, straight up. It, I felt like that was super brave way to end this show because often when Eric comes on, he knows he's going to get a lot of pushback in his academic world, and then to go out on a limb for Kanye, who's been, you know, saying some fucking crazy shit recently, that was kind of wild. He didn't need to. It was also wild to hear, I think in the earlier in the podcast, Weinstein was saying he doesn't appreciate all the anti-Semitic things that are happening on Twitter, but then by the end of the conversation, he was saying he thinks that it's a good thing. I kind of missed that when you said that, though. I don't know if I was if I missed something, if I wasn't paying attention, but I didn't. I didn't pick that up. Well, towards the end, he he said he appreciated having that open dialogue. Yeah, I got that people much. on Twitter. I got right? that much. I I'm surprised that he said that at the beginning. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it, and I apologize for missing that. How about to end it with the uh, the Skywalker Ranch? Because I did watch that series on Netflix. Have you seen the Skywalker Ranch series? No. I can't. I think it's in Utah somewhere. They're having these really strange, like radioactive activities and different lights and lots of UFO sightings or what they think are UFO sightings, and then you know, cattle being mutilated and just random cows dying and radiation at an extreme level above this ranch. And there's been all sorts of crazy radiation from this one spot. I mean, even the guy that was in, um, one of the guys working at the ranch had this like crazy brain tumor that happened after like going down into a cave that was on the ranch. Anyway, you guys should watch Skywalker Ranch. But what Weinstein was mentioning is like, dude, the smartest guy in that room is 
yeah, he's a good guy, whatever. But like, we need real scientists and like way smarter people diving into this kind of stuff, right? Which is kind of his whole. Yeah, that was his whole. That thing. was his whole thing. Like, we need more people who know way more than most talking about these things. Yeah, not us. Yeah, because we don't know what we're talking about. We have no idea. It's like, it's so funny, dude. Like, I'm And looking, like 12 million other people dude, listening to this that are trying to make sense of this podcast. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, I, dude, I wrote down the Higgs theory. I look it up like I'm trying to make sense of it. I can't even understand what the fuck they're talking about when I look up Higgs theory. I don't know what the gauge theory is. I don't know what self-duality means. I mean, I wrote all these things down. And I try to look them up on Google, which I'm going to quit using. I'm going to use DuckDuckGo <laughs> from now on. We're and getting, I, we're getting I, that sponsor. And I can't make sense of it, right? I, I feel really dumb when I take notes on this stuff and try to make sense of it. So what I do know is that I'm not even close to as smart as this person. And I hope that, be, that now that he came on Rogan, some people will come out of the, out of the woodwork and start talking yeah, more. Smart people. Right. Go start looking <laughs> into this. Please all help right? us. Help us. Because all you have left is, you know, dummies like me and Todd just having the best time just trying to figure this out. I mean, dude, there was so much like quantum gravity, the Casimir effect. He was talking about geckos using the Casimir effect. I mean, oh, to climb walls. Yeah. Negative mass and general relativity. Dude, I like the idea of dark chemistry. Like a whole new set of chemistry and tools that we could use to apply things. And it's just a theory. It's like maybe that exists. Maybe everything we know about chemistry, there's like an equal and opposite version of it. And we can play with that. But until we get the smartest fucking people on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking into each of these things, and obviously they need funding for it, you know, or just an interest. Like, have a hobby, nerds. If you're playing chess and you're a super smart scientist, physicist, chemist, mathematician, hey, I like chess too. I like to play. But also, can you just have the hobby of, like, looking into some of this stuff and figuring it out for us? Because I'm worried that no one is. Or yeah. not enough people. Well, and our government is just gaslighting people because they can't do their own jobs. So, Ooh. I mean, he mentioned that several yeah. times. Might be true. I don't know what to trust. You know, like he said, it's hard to like work through the fog to figure out what's true. We're not getting enough information. And we need more comedy and more MDMA. Because those things are going to cut through the bullshit and they're going to call us out. Right? That's the beauty of comedy. It's like it calls out our own bullshit. And those, to me, that's how we make a yeah, change. I think, I think MDMA just makes you feel like pretty good for a few hours and then pretty depressed for about six hours. So that's, that's different than comedy. But yeah, I think his point... It was, might have a place. I think his point, though, at least in my mind, his point was when you're on MDMA and you talk about things like this, you're so open. There's no ego. So you're just talking honestly about stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. comedy, you're talking honestly... You're making a joke, but really it's truth, right? Yeah. So good comedy is has a lot of truth in it, right? Well, shit. That was it for this week, folks. I don't know what you guys made of it, but hot damn. Good luck. Smart people help us. Yes. <laughs> help us all. 
Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We appreciate you guys. And uh, shit. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Later. Later.